Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing the second book in Jody Hudlin's Colorado Cowboy series, The Heart of a Cowboy. Brilliant scientist Lene Newberry is on the adventure of a lifetime, traveling the Santa Fe Trail with her grandfather, Dr. Powell, on a botanical botanical expedition to Colorado Territory. She longs to be valued for her contributions and not seen as a helpless liability. But at every calamity she faces, her her grandfather threatens to send her home. After watching his mom suffer and die in childbirth, Glenn McQuaid has sworn off women and marriage forever. Headed west to start a new life, he has his hands full, not only taking care of his younger siblings, but also delivering cattle to his older brother. He doesn't need more complications. When Flynn rescues Lene from drowning during a river crossing, Dr. Powell promptly hires Flynn, unbeknownst to Lene, to act as her bodyguard for the rest of the trip. As Flynn fights against the many dangers of the trail, he soon finds himself in the greatest danger of all, falling for a woman he's determined not to love. I was going, ooh, after you read that. All right, so let's just start with sharing our thoughts about our heroine, Lene Newberry. What do you think about her? She's Uh, very intelligent. uh, That's the first word that came to my mind. mm -hmm. She does tend to get caught up in her work, and I think that makes her kind of um, scatterbrained. Yes. I mean, I a good way yes. to say that. Not, she's not, like, airy, but she's just, like... Gets so consumed with consumed. it. Consumed, yeah. She's she, very passionate. She's oblivious to everything yes. around her. Yes. Yeah. So I would agree. Um, Highly intelligent and, and kind of a woman pushing boundaries for women back mm-hmm. then, right? Because she's... A scientist and she wants to go out on the trail and she wants to do you know the things that the the men are doing as well but yes she's very feminine yes and she's not pushy she's not like i'm a woman i'm gonna but i can do what a man can do she's not that way she's just like her love of plants she just wants to be out there doing those things which isn't something a lot of women did back then so Lene is often quoting Matthew 6:30. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? She quotes that like throughout, I think while she's facing different trials. What was your reaction to her, or what were your thoughts about her as she leaned on that quote or that verse? it suited her very well mm-hmm. especially since she's so in tune to plant life and how mm-hmm. it's it's here one day and gone the next um yeah i think it fit her character really well and it's like every time a little trial came up did you feel like that way like every time a trial came up she was quoting that mm-hmm. quoting that yeah. verse all right, so Lene, like we just talked about, she's gathering plants, oblivious to people around her, and she's almost bitten by a rattlesnake, but Flynn shot it. What were your thoughts when you read that scene? How could you not know there was a rattlesnake there? <laughs> like, <laughs> they do kind of blend in. But was it rattling? Making, I don't remember. If I don't know. I just 
can't believe you wouldn't know. Like, she had no idea how close she was. She was just, like, bitten. And, yeah. Thank goodness Flynn had, could aim and had a good shot. Yeah. I, yeah. I took it a little different. I said how close we all are to something that could wipe us, wipe out. us out. immediately. You know, and sometimes we don't know the protection that we have. Like mm-hmm. right there watching us all the time. Like know? God's protection protecting is there. Us, yeah. Yes. Like if there's a car going super slow, I had a quote or somebody told me one time, you know, that car in front of you that you're annoyed with, that inner inconvenience um, that is going slow in front of you. Maybe it's God protecting you from something bad down the road. So mm-hmm. I always think of that when there's a car, car driving me yeah. nuts and I just want to pass them but i'm like no no god's protecting you <laughs> oh you're good you don't pass i'm like say you later yeah that happened to me well, on, you know, that, you know, know. that happened to me on tuesday i had to go to albion and i missed 900 and mm-hmm. i was like oh, i'll just turn down my road and my neighbor he drives really slow and i got behind he's going down the road i'm like please don't turn left he turned left i'm like okay go down 33 and kept going straight and i'm like i cannot go forward <laughs> and so there, there was yeah. people behind us so finally we come to a stop sign like i'm just gonna turn left because i didn't want to pass him because he's like my neighbor yeah <laughs> i'd be like oh i passed my neighbor <laughs> i just went really slow and around like i hope i don't catch up with them yeah if i do he's gonna be like what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, so, I'm a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was long enough for me and I had to go out to play. <laughs> um, and I took a different, like, I love like what you guys are saying, but then I also thought like, cause she gets like kind of, and kind of heaves a little bit, like gets sick a little bit. And he just like scoops her up and carries her back. Like mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> I, <know>. I, <laughs> I love, I you know, see. I love the damsel in distress. Stuff, so, you know, <laughs> don't look at me like that just i know she's looking at me like you're nuts so that leads into the next one melissa oh my word oh, i love this your thoughts so when she walks into flynn bathing in the river what would you have done in this situation when you saw this Callaway who just- remember you're a married woman <laughs> okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna answer from Lene's point of view okay not okay. my own Okay. Got it, Jess. <laughs> I mean, I know what I would do if I come across my husband, Bailey. But <laughs> shut up. That's just, I don't want to hear. He's, get your going. he's my brother-in-law. That's gross. All right, all right, all right. Gross, gross, gross. I mean, he's not uh, just moving along. <laughs> I love it. If I was in Lene's shoes, I'm just going to say this because I just know if it were me in her shoes, I probably would have been like... <gasps> And like turned and like tried to hide or get away. And I can't remember exactly what she did, but it catches her. Well, she was like kind of spying on him. Oh, right? yeah. She ends up spying. Yeah, she did it. And he's yeah. like, I know you're there. Like, <laughs> I I don't know that I could have done that. I don't think I would have. I would have ran away. Yeah, I wouldn't have been brave enough to, um, you know, st- like spy on him, even though like there's an attraction there, obviously, yeah. but I would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not supposed to see that. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I'd probably would have walked away unless it's my husband, you know. Yeah. <laughs> then that's different. We, I know. It's not embarrassed when you're, it's not an embarrassing yeah. situation when you're married, but like for them, they weren't married. Yeah, like, she wasn't expecting him to be bathing right? in the river, right? right. And so she's just like, 
I would have. It made me laugh. You when can I like it, look and then. Oh well, wait. I guess yeah. that's probably what it'd be like. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. I mean, split second look. Oh, hmm. I mean, kind of nice. Like keep it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love to make you get all blushy. Well, okay, now what if it was one of your brother-in-laws? Oh, now, you, you, okay, brother-in-law, right. you can't, you there's would no be, attra- yeah, no attraction. yeah, you would be embarrassed. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Would I be embarrassed? Or they should be, they should be embarrassed, should but be we would run away. Like, oh. I don't know if I would, I would, this is what happens. <laughs> I just can't look at you or talk to you for a little while. All right. So, you know, you know, Flynn's just saving her all throughout the story. So remember when they had these people come in and they were trying to drive the cattle, they were trying to s- steal the cattle from them. Right. And she is fighting off this fear. And so this is where Flynn comes riding back. And she's asking, was it finally time to stop trying so hard in her own strength and to let God carry her where he would, working things out his way? So Lene is facing a similar struggle as Flynn when it comes to letting go and giving God complete control. Because how would you, let me pause, how would you describe Flynn? Protective. Very protective, yep. Um, Strong-minded. I mean, he's very... Oh, he's very fatherly, bossy. fatherly, mm-hmm. bossy, C- control freak kind of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And isn't and it funny that she's struggling with the same thing? Yeah, right here. Well, at least in this moment, mm-hmm. right here, because Flynn cannot, cannot let go. Mm-hmm. Because when Wyatt left, he took over, basically taking care of his mom, his siblings, keeping trying to keep his family together step down yeah. away from mm-hmm. him you know right i mean he has a forever limp because of <clears throat> and he that. hates wyatt he blames wyatt for all yeah of but it's like he can't trust god for the long time through mm-hmm. this because he feels like god has failed him and it's up to him to protect his family and take mm-hmm. care of them right mm-hmm so it was just interesting that she also had Lene struggle with that as well and So then Lene has a conversation with Flynn about pointing out that he's not God. Right. She like point blank tells Flynn, you're not God. Therefore, you cannot control anything that happens. And there's something so freeing in that when you finally figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like Derek and I have these conversations all the time. Like, you know how our dad was when the seatbelt law came out? And he paid like multiple fines because he was like, I don't think you have the right to tell me that I have to wear a seatbelt. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and my mom was like, I'm done paying tickets. Put the seatbelt mm-hmm. And then, you know, Kenny had the same thing like with motorcyclists with helmets, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't get past. But it's kind of like the same thing. Like, yeah, it's to protect you. So here's the thing. I said, you can put laws in and regulate all you want. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But if God wants me to die in a car accident, I'm going to die in a car accident. I don't have a choice in that. Whether you have a seatbelt on or not. He's already numbered my days. He's already decided what's going to happen, period. But there's something so freeing in it. Like, I know a lot of people have trouble, like, letting go. Like, I want to control it, protect. That's what Flynn was doing. I want to control everybody, keep them in this bubble, protect them. But there's something so freeing about saying, okay, whatever happens, happens. Because God's got it. Right? Mm -hmm. Like... It's kind of nice not having to control that. 
Right. Not that I don't wear my seatbelt, I do, but I have a little bit of our dad in us when I'm like, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. That's how God wants to take me out. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. give me permission though to like jump off cliff and be like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I try to tell that to the kids. It's very hard for them to grasp that. Like, yeah, do your best, right? You know, do yeah, you have to be smart, smart, but like also, you can't control other people. You can't control their actions. You you can only control you and do what um, God means means for you to do. Right, so kind of thing. Right, so. And just uh, trust that he's going to take care yeah. of it. When he puts that slow car in front of you, you can just <laughs> don't zoom around it. Right? Well, I mean, be cautious when you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always cautious. I'm always cautious when you I pass. Sure it's nice and open, you know? <laughs> so then it's interesting, too. We look at Flynn has a past with Helen this girl back Mm -hmm. home and he is thinking back on that relationship as he's trying to guide Dylan, right? Cause Mm -hmm. Dylan's being very promiscuous already. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's saying about how he wished he would have followed God's word and not stirring up love until the time was right. I thought of the song of Solomon talks about that where it's like, don't stir up love until the time is right, which is in marriage. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not before marriage. Did you have any thoughts when he was kind of going through that? Like, you could tell he regretted mm-hmm. those actions. And I know it's hard when you're a teenager and your hormones are raging and and whatnot. And then he's trying to impart that wisdom on Dylan. And Dylan's really like, I have nothing to do with it. Right. At that point. Yeah. Um, my advice that I give young ladies all the time is you are in control until you put that wedding band on. Like, <laughs> you have to make them work for it. That's what I tell them. Like, like you're the one that has c- complete control over the physical part of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then once you're married, release it and let him take over. It's totally fine. But, um, <laughs> Jessica's like, right. <laughs> I mean, I just think yeah. like you yeah. can't be free with your favors. If you're if you're free with your favors, he will never cherish you because he never had to work for it, mm-hmm. right? And so, and then and then Flynn's, Flynn is coming at it from like I've come at it from a woman's perspective. He's coming at it from a man's and trying mm-hmm. to get his brother to realize like mm-hmm. you need to be respectful of these women. You need to mm-hmm. you know not use them for your own pleasure. So. Um, oh my word. So the next scene is my scene right here. <laughs> Where Flynn rescues Lene from those guerrilla soldiers because she's like in the river, mm-hmm. you know, doing her own thing. Then all of a sudden there's these three men like, hey, pretty lady, you know, trying to take her. Mm-hmm. And then here he comes. The lead man is like, cool your pistols. He's talking to mm-hmm. Flynn because Flynn like is coming at him. The man released his gun handle and took a step up the bank. Didn't realize she was your wife or I let her alone. Flynn responds to this line. He goes, yep, she's mine. Flynn's voice was hard and possessive. Mine and only mine. Got that? <laughs> and I just realized I have like spelling error in, in my thing. But <laughs> So all the while he's got his shotgun trained on this man because I think he just shot his hat off, didn't he? Or something like mm-hmm. that. What was your reaction to that scene? I didn't. 
I thought it was some foreshadowing to come that, oh, yeah, yeah. they are going to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also like, oh, yay. Yeah. Save. He saved her. Our hero came and rescued our damsel in distress. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I read that. I was like, oh, yes. Those are the scenes that I love. (laughs) That's right. I'm his. Back off, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The other thing that's so funny is how uh, Jody has some of the guys talking here. So this is um, Glenn talking. He's like, Thunder Thunder Nation. I can't Thunder talk. Nation. Thunder <laughs> Nation. Thunder Nation. Did I say that right? Thunder Nation. Thunder Linnell. I think it's Thundation. I think I wrote that wrong. I just say like, it different in my head. Like Thundation. Yeah. Like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Like Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Thunder Nation Linnell. He jammed his weapon into his holster, his pulse galloping at breakneck speed. What in holy horses are you doing sneaking around here? I could have shot it. I'm like, the way he talks. Yeah. <laughs> the words. Yeah. Oh, this. All right. Remember, Flynn and Wyatt are like biting heads because Flynn is upset because Wyatt had left them. Even though Wyatt was like moving to like start over and get a place going mm-hmm. for the family. But Flynn realizes he has to um, forgive and forget. And you know Wyatt's reasoning behind his choices. So, like, as a reader, you're already like, why would you be mad at Wyatt? Like, mm-hmm. Wyatt was helping. He was trying mm-hmm. to set things up so you guys could come out and get away from all of that. Have you ever had to forgive and forget a sibling? Well, since I have five. Yeah. What yeah. are you saying? <laughs> like, all the time. It's hard, isn't it? But I could totally relate to them mm-hmm. at that point. Okay. At the end of the book, Flynn finally faces his biggest fear and this is what's going on was this some kind of test he was putting himself through was he finally ready to face his fears and conquer them the very thought sent a shimmer of hope through Lene. how did you react to that scene we won't tell people what his biggest fear is but at the end of the book he forces himself to face it is that i i was i was glad that he did yeah you know i mean do you, I'm not sure I'm real great at facing my fears. Right. That was a pretty big one that he, mm-hmm. like. But it was kind of like he had to, or. Yeah. Or. Yeah. 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 Things might have. Went south. Yeah. Way, so. Let's just say Lene and Flynn do a lot of growing through the. Mm -hmm. and that's really interesting to see now ivy is flynn's little sister Mm -hmm. and i just had a couple thoughts on her i wanted to know what you guys react like how they reacted because she's traveling with them but she's a huge tomboy right would you guys agree that she's oh yeah oh yeah so there's this scene she's also like pre pre preteen 12 Mm -hmm. 13 something like that there's a scene where ivy comes to lene while they're traveling thinking she's dying but really she just started her first period. So let me read it because she wrote it so well. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, I don't have children. So, and you, your daughter's not old enough yet for this experience, but yours are. So yeah. I, you probably had, this is what she says. This is Ivy. Yeah. I think I'm dying. Tears glistened in the girl's dark eyes. Lene paused and tucking a tin plate back into their supply chest. Tying? How? 
Ivy swiped at her eyes and then glanced at Clay. Lene took hold of the girl's arm and guided her away from her grandfather's manservant, praying Ivy, Ivy truly wasn't dying. Graves littered the trail, some fresh, like from the recent drowning victims, and some from years past. There were constant reminders of the role, the toll the untamed lands of the West exacted uh, from those who dared the journey. What ails you? In the waning daylight, Lene scanned the girl from head to, to her toes, looking for signs of measles, cholera, consumption, smallpox, or any other disease that afflicted travelers. Ivy's tears spilled over onto her cheeks. I started bleeding today and it won't stop. Bleeding? Lene searched the girl again, her anxiety mounting. How did you hurt yourself? That's just it. I didn't hurt myself. It's just leaking out and getting worse by the hour. <laughs> she goes, leaking out where? Ivy dropped her head, a blush stealing to her cheeks. Lene had never seen Ivy embarrassed about anything. At times, the girl even put Lene's mother to shame with her boldness. Lene gently squeezed Ivy's arm. You can tell me. It's in my underdrawers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> that little girl's yeah. are. She's been raised by brothers. Yeah. She had no idea. Right? Because her mom died when she was still young. And, mm -hmm. and um, so she has no idea. How did you react to that scene? That scene, I, it's hard for me because I was more shocked by what happens right after that scene. Yes, I yes, know, because yes. I'm like, I, that really I don't want to say what yeah, happens. Yeah. So I, I mean... It was sweet how she helped her, but it really didn't stand out to me because of what happens mm -hmm. after work. Because that part stood out part of me. Oh, but yeah, I know. it was it was very sweet how she handled it and how she. I would say, her, like but... as I was reading this one, I'm immediately going, jumping to what happens. Like I know what's going to happen now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I don't want to give that away. I know, that's why I'm like... <laughs> I just thought it was so sweet. Like, I love Lene's or Flynn's reaction later, right? And I don't have a brother. Like, we didn't have brothers uh -uh. growing up, but our dad did not care to hear those conversations. Right. It was always like, I'm going to go for a walk, or I got fence to fix outside, or, <laughs> or one time he even said, because my mom's like... I mean, when you're raising six girls, right? You're going to yeah. have these conversations. Mom's, mom will just start talking. And dad's like, either you win this conversation or you get out of the room and take it. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, and my mom, I can remember so many times mom would be like, now, Jeff, mm -hmm. your little girls aren't little girls anymore. They're, <laughs> they're young ladies now. I know I didn't. My mom, she wouldn't have well, to our mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah our, our mom. mom. When it happened to me, I was a lot like Ivy because I'm a big tomboy. And I was I came home and I'm like, I don't I stuff just keep showing up in my underdrawers, mom. Like I don't understand what's happening. She's like laughing, you know. <laughs> she took me into the bathroom, explained it to me, and then she called my older sister, said, do you remember that? No. Into the bathroom, and she goes, girls, it's time to welcome your sister into womanhood. And I was like, I have you mom. this, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a woman. That's the well, not yet. <laughs> oh, she's so funny. Mom cracks me up, but anyways. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And then remember later on, Ivy, she's a little, she can be a little stinker, can't she? She's trying to get Ivy and Flint, or not Ivy, she's trying to get Lene and Flint together. I know, as much as a tomboy was, she was, she sure loved the idea of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. all the time. She's, yeah, she's trying to get him to kiss. Mm-hmm. She goes, just do it, Ivy continued. It's clear as sunshine you've got a hankering to kiss her in a mighty bad way. <laughs> Hush up, Ivy. Flynn's glare could have withered the clusters of lace hedgehog cactus that grew in the dry soil. Lene couldn't contain a smile at the girl's antics. She surely enjoyed riling up her big brother. From the way Lene's been watching you, I know she wouldn't mind one bit. Right, Lene? <laughs> <laughs> then her smile slips away because she's mortified. <laughs> I just I like her pestering, but she does. She does have a. She's a tomboy, but she definitely has the ice. This idea of love. love, yeah. What were your thoughts on Doctor Greeley? Didn't like uh, him. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like him. He, it's like he just felt like he automatically had rights to Lene. Like mm-hmm. she's mine, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, I knew he was going to do that. Did you know he was going to spill it, the beans and create a wedge, try to create a wedge between mm-hmm. her and Flynn? As soon as Flynn told him, I was like, why I did know. you tell him? Well, he said that, too, in his head. He's like, why did I let that slip? Why? Right. Yeah. But he was a stinker, too. Yeah. Um, And then... When they finally meet up with Wyatt and then we make it, they make it back to Wyatt's Mm -hmm. ranch. This is where Judd comes back in, right? Mm -hmm. And he really speaks to Flynn. And Judd takes on a fatherly role in Flynn's eyes. So for the first time since Pa died, Flynn felt as though someone else was watching over him. That he didn't have to be the one always doing the protecting. And he told Judd, thank you. How'd you react to that? I was relieved for Flynn that he could finally mm-hmm. have all that stress and worry yeah. about having to take care of his siblings. And he felt like he had already failed his Brody because Brody ended up going to the war when mm-hmm. he tried so hard to keep him. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this was, uh, again, like God gave Judd a second chance family because he had lost his first. Mm-hmm. And this family really needs him. My goodness. All mm-hmm. the stuff they go through. And then this is where Lene is thinking about Judd and all his words of wisdom. And this is where they start calling them Judd Proverbs. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other thoughts on that book or the characters? Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to do our coffee rating? Mm-hmm. How would you rate the romance level in this book? Mm, I'd say mocha. Yeah, I'm going to go mocha for this one. Yeah. Mhm. There were some, you know, moments. So, uh what how would you rate the adventure level in this book? I feel like there was more adventure than the last one. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think it's like a lot. A lot. Yeah, I would still say mocha. mocha. You'd go or mocha and a half. We did espresso <laughs> on the first one, I think. No, we did espresso um, on the first one was mystery. I would probably say mocha because on the trail they have quite a few mm-hmm. little Mentors. spheres. Yeah. yeah. Um, how would you rate the mystery level in this book? I would I would say mocha again because there was like those things that were happening, mm-hmm. and you were like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Remember that? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, kind. Of- I'd probably go espresso. 
Yeah. You think espresso? You can stick with your I mean, I think there was a little bit more than in the last book. I think a little, but it wasn't like a true. Yeah, that's true. Not like, I feel like explored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. All right. What is your overall lasso rating of The Heart of a Cowboy? I'd say three. I'm three. I really I, like the series. I would agree. <laughs> I would give it three as well. This one, I think I liked it even more than the first book, yeah. to be honest. Hey, everyone. If you enjoy our content, please consider giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform or hitting the like button on our Rumble channel. These simple clicks by you help us reach more people. Thank you for your support. And until next time, happy and blessed reading. Thank you.